0: One used to be more than one's in eighties. If separation of church and prostate isn't what you think is best They're here to guide your way, talking about sex can be scary They're just two cows Kink is being your missionaries
1: Good afternoon, brothers and sisters Sup, sluts Welcome to the Missionary Podcast I'm Sadie I'm Maddie And this is our mission Maddie, we're recording again. We're back. It feels so good. It feels great. It's been so long. We've taken quite the hiatus. Listen, so much has happened and nothing has happened. Yeah, exactly. Just time has passed.
0: As it does. And we're back. (laughs) I want to like,
1: just give a real quick shout out to the fans. (laughs) (laughs) To the people who have really been bothering me about recording again and by people i could quantify and tell you it's like th- 3 but instead we'll just keep it as the fans even well, though i could say like zoe and taylor and you know i could call, call people up any lauren so zoe taylor, taylor and lauren, lauren. <laughs> there's i'm there's been a couple other messages but shout out to the fans is what i want to say i agree
0: i've probably had like 3 people
1: also so there's six. 6 <laughs> We have six fans. They say when you're creating anything, you want to like imagine your perfect fan. I'm imagining three, six actually total. This is for you, Zoe Taylor and Lauren.
0: <laughs> Today we are going to talk about
1: virginity. Virginity. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. So. Besides Zoe Taylor and Lauren, I have actually yeah. other friends who, <laughs> who do listen to the podcast or people who have reached out, and they've asked me to talk about um, vaginal stretchers. I'm not sure if you know what those are. We'll get into that. Can't I cannot That wait. has to do with virginity. There's also docking, soaking, which you maybe
0: have heard of. We've talked about docking before because okay. it's quite the phenomenon.
1: Those things do come into play around the virginity conversation. Lots of good stuff. That's, and also,
0: we have decided that we do wanna rebrand the concept of virginity. Yeah. To be more of a sexual awakening because virginity is just a concept invented by men to control women, to I digress. The whole concept of a loss of virginity is just fucked up. Really misogynistic and it is something that is is ingrained in us forever, especially well, as women
1: it's one of those very intense things that feels like it's actually tangible this is what they describe what they define as a construct you know where you're like no it actually doesn't exist like there's no Mm -hmm. such thing with religious life there's a lot of stuff where you're like oh like no I can't lose this and it's like well that thing is quite made up virginity is it's entirely made up to describe it's a very specific type of sex. It's penetration-centered. And it's so vaginal. Vaginal penetration, yeah. so it, it
0: excludes the gender and sexuality spectrum. And also, I'm sorry, but I've had way more intimate oral sex yeah. than
1: penetrative sex, so. Yeah, it's also like, it, it seems like it kind of builds things up to just be this very scary, there's a lot of ownership kind of around the word mm-hmm. like i that's very much taught in the church we do have lots of lessons about chastity so virginity falls under the spectrum of ta- chastity in the church mm-hmm. so you get lots of conversations about like what it means to be chaste and it basically is how to and in- keep your virginity quote unquote intact until marriage it really leaves out a lot of what we now include in like the conversation of sex which is like consent and pleasure. Oh god, novel. I so which is interesting, you know, it's kind of like you're really trained to ward off people. Mm. I got lots of feelings. But I will start with saying, I agree with you, it should be called a sexual debut. Mm. And it should mm. include literally anything you want it
0: to. Right, that's I think my biggest thing. Just with virginity and with so many things involving sex is that we are not told that we can define these things for ourselves. For example, people who like to keep track of their number, their big number of sexual partners. No judgment if you do that. There's so much weird pressure
1: about who counts and who doesn't. And it's like it's hilarious that there's I've heard so many people's list include half numbers and like three quarter numbers
0: yeah. and it i feel like <laughs> it's fine if you want to like if you want to define yeah. it for yourself but i feel like so much of that is expectations and what we're
1: what we're told yeah i can't remember where i first heard this but i remember hearing probably from some kind of like sex positive podcast or something but someone was talking about, like, you can take people off your roster if you want to. If you want to not count somebody, you can just not count God, it. that's so inspirational. And it really is. And I've, I haven't ever felt that way about my personal count. But I do have friends who are like, man, I don't like this number for this reason or that reason. And I'm like, you can literally choose. And maybe there's someone that you, like, had an oral romp with and nothing else. You can put that person on the list. Fuck yeah. You know, so... I just... It should be a debut, and I just want full permission to count some of those really... Mo- like, he- like do you know what heavy petting is? Is it just heavy petting? No one knows what it is, but oh. it is considered a sin. So anytime that I was heavy petting, which again, no one knows what it is, and yet we'd all be like, should I confess? Like, was that petting? Or necking is another thing I grew up with. I being like, no necking, no heavy what? petting. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, what lions do. Yeah. <laughs> with so, their neck so you'd like make out with someone in a car and it would get feisty and a little grindy and you'd be like is that was that heavy petting that is so silly and also like the <laughs> idea of like someone just petting my crotch I'm like is that heavy petting I don't know so probably uh anyway but all those moments of heavy petting <laughs> that could have been part of my sexual debut but instead no you have to wait until you have a vaginal entrance yeah yeah you know like maybe I took my own virginity how about that I definitely did. It's nice to say we should switch to sexual abuse, but it is hard to, like, make that switch for myself. You immediately are trained to be like, no, well, I lost my virginity this way, blah, blah, blah,
0: Yes, of course. I mean, it's so ingrained. But the concept of losing something (laughs) is crazy to me. I feel like, well, I mean, I do kind of feel like I lost something the first time. (laughs) I was penetrated vaginally. But, um... Okay. Uh...
1: You want to talk about it? or? No, it's okay.
0: No, I mean, like, I'm just kidding, kind of. <laughs> I've since um, processed. Okay, great. But But uh, just, yeah, the concept of losing something. I
1: had, this came up naturally, but I was talking to Norm. Oh, yes. Norm. You, you know. Um, that is the fake name I have given my real-life partner. <laughs> which actually suits him more than his real name, but whatever. <laughs> But we were talking about how in growing up Mormon, they're in the chastity lesson, a lot of times the lesson includes what we call an object lesson, which I feel like I'm, maybe I've talked about before, where they use like, it's like you take a cup of water and you dirty it and then they add iodine to it and like clean it. So it's like you see the water actually in front of you. It's like you do like a little experiment to see something and then go, that's what forgiveness looks like it cleans the water you know whatever and I know I've told this story before but it is such a perfect example of how religions treat virginity so that's why I'm telling it again everyone gets a piece of gum and then they have to chew it and then you try to offer that piece of chewed gum to the person next to you Uh. and the message is no one wants a chewed piece of gum so I do Sadie (laughs) I do it stuck with me. I mean, it's a great way to really control. A, I don't know me. I guess yeah, I'm not gonna say okay. a whole group of people, but I had been in situations in high school where we were like making out, and our and things could have even turned to heavy petting. You know, they mm-hmm. could have really gone there. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I won't have anything to give a husband, and so I must refrain from further petting or necking.
0: It's just wild to me that. People don't think saving anal for marriage is enough.
1: And, you know, I had that conversation real life. First of all, are you saving anal for marriage?
0: No. Okay. (laughs) But I, okay, I, there, it's a whole other conversation, the idea of like saving something to do for the first time with your forever monogamous partner, if you believe in monogamy. Yeah. But that's ridiculous in and of itself, I
1: M O. It's tricky. I do wanna leave space for people who are more conservative and are like, you well, know, I wanna have some of these more intense sensual experiences with someone I'm extremely trusting and very much in love and committed to. That is a valid choice. There is of no Of course like, it is, of course it is. Gate. But the,
0: I think the point is choosing that for yourself as yeah. opposed to being um
1: fear shame. Yeah. yeah. Back to anal, real quick. I had a roommate in college in Utah. She went to BYU and she only did anal with her boyfriend because it wasn't sex. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they didn't have to tell the bishop about it. It didn't have to interfere with them going to the temple to get married because it wasn't sex. It just is. That's the thing.
0: But yes. also, <laughs> you get to decide that for yourself. That's the whole point, is that yeah. everyone gets to decide for themselves.
1: What's funny is what's under- sex and what's not. I had a hard time in the moment because it really was, like, the rules of virginity are so, like, it seems so black and white. You're like, no, he hasn't been in her now, so yeah. I don't know.
0: And that's something even not in the church we're taught, you know, mm-hmm. in this damn patriarchal society we're living in.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's just completely, yeah, vaginal penetration, and that's what it is, and... Reproductive sex—it's all about reproductive sex. If you can get pregnant, that's
1: what counts. Yeah, which also leads into soaking docking, because we've talked about that before as well. But that kills me every time. It's a loophole. If you're parking it, it doesn't count somehow. I yeah
0: somehow that
1: one. I'm not. What's the logic behind that not counting? Because it's (laughs) not. I guess no one finishes. Also, because we've talked about this before, but sins are. You're gonna kind of punished more if you finish. I mean as I'm saying we, it out loud, I'm like, life is hard. Life is so hard. Also, like
0: we all have that moment <laughs> after we finish. We don't need the extra yeah. shame of like, no. oh, I have sinned more. Yeah.
1: This has to be cathartic for some other ex-mormon, one of our three fans, because as I'm saying it, I'm like, wow, this is wild. It is wild that. I'm out in the world functioning, and I've just... (laughs) Sometimes it just hits you. Like, how do you... How does one not sob after an orgasm? It's like, basically (laughs) as I'm saying all this, it's like, I should just be out in the world just being like, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Somehow that's not always the case. (laughs) Somehow.
0: I I mean, I feel like there's, there's varying levels, obviously, being raised Mormon and being in the church, being raised not in the church, but still in this world that teaches us so much shame yeah. it's it's really difficult to parse out what you actually feel shame about and what you were taught to feel shame about yep. what you actually like what actually gives you pleasure and what you are just told through the patriarchy through porn through sex ed through everything the media what should feel pleasurable. It's yeah. even as someone who feels, I feel pretty in touch with my sexuality. I feel like I've done a pretty good job parsing, parsing out, you know, what my, in a vacuum, like what I like and what I don't and what I believe about my own sexuality and what I don't. And I still feel like there's so many things that I'm not sure about. Yeah. I have this feeling about, the quote loss of virginity sexual debut but Mm -hmm. I and I believe that it's a sham and yet I still like when I was preparing to have my first vaginal penetrative sex with somebody like I wanted to make sure I attached it to somebody who meant something to me because that was just the baggage that was placed upon me Mm -hmm. and I still feel that way I still look back at my first time with that weight I guess I'm okay with that because that's just the way it was for me Mm -hmm. but I would love it if that weren't the case like for future generations you know what I mean
1: well isn't that the name of the game isn't that the name of doing the work where you look back (laughs) and you're like that makes sense for her in that time period but going forward this is what I hope (laughs) you know because you're just constantly going back going like well mm," because no one has their like perfect trajectory of sexual experiences it doesn't exist you only Mm -hmm. exist in retrospect when you're like yeah that did work out to lead me to this moment Mm -hmm. I had a different experience you know what I won't tell my virginity story I tell it yeah. to anyone who asks, by the way. <laughs> if anyone comes up to me and is like, how do you do?" your i like, you will love this. Because <laughs> I think it's so funny, and it was after I'd left the church, and there was lots of intentional steps taken. All of that teaser to lead nowhere. Because I actually think I won't tell on the podcast. But if I do <laughs> see any of our six fans in real life, I will tell you. Everyone's story is so different. Mm-hmm. You'd think they're all the same. I do... You, you hear lots of different versions. I have said this before on the podcast, but for me, again, it's all just in retrospect. There are people who have these earlier sexual, sexual experiences different ways. But me look, I looking back and making these decisions after leaving the church, having been an adult, there were some that I remember thinking, I'm really glad I'm an adult here. And the line of consent was a little more clear, which now is, it's the cornerstone, which is a Mormon phrase, by the way. It's, no, the keystone, the keystone. Jesus is the keystone. Consent is the keystone of sexual debuts, of all sexual activity. Well, I can get behind that. Don't you think? Because mm-hmm. consent really is the doorway to pledge. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in kissing this person? Are they interested in being kissed? You know, are you going to engage in the kiss from that, like very beginning, do you, interested in holding hands, like you can really just take that. This little kid giving a hug, you know. Heavy do you petting. want to give a hug? <laughs> yeah, do we, you?
0: Do we have the same definition yeah. of heavy petting?
1: <laughs> no, literally no personal <laughs> has the same definition of heavy petting. Not even a bishop. We could go ask a bishop right now. Well, because he's a dentist. <laughs> and he is, and so he does not know what a heavy heavy petting is. All of this conversation is so. It is leaning very male-female patriarchy. It's a lot of binary, Mm
0: -hmm. especially
1: for our experience between the two of us and like our commonalities and things like that. And I do think the broader conversation, especially in correlation to Mormonism, is that way. It is just black and white. There is yes, there is no, there is right, there is wrong, there's male, there's female. And I do think that some of that will improve as those conversations become more correct to the time and current to the time of things being less binary and more open and thus consent being the driving force so it's like the more we communicate about all of these things I think the more things need to open up
0: especially because the concept of virginity is a very heteronormative concept and it all of the things you were just talking about that Mm -hmm. it's those are the seeds with which the concept of virginity sprouted from. Exactly. I also I feel like I'm worth way more now than I was. 1000%. Pre.
1: Oh my god. Same. I think everyone would look back and be like that's that thing. Young me knows that nothing. thing. <laughs> I'm doing some personal work, That okay? poor soul. Okay, that poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> no take me now. That's also I just want to quickly
0: interject We were just joking just now but there is I think a, a larger discussion to be had about losing your virginity and having sex for the first time especially as like a teenager in your young 20s as like a status symbol and like how that is different for um, all the different genders you're a slut or you're a prude you haven't had sex so you're a loser depending on who you are you can have shame about having sex but also you can feel shame if you haven't had sex yeah anyway i just wanted to interject
1: that but it's unfair there's the first time and this brings me back to what i mentioned earlier do you know what a vaginal stretcher is a dilator is actually what they're called i feel like it's just a dildo (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? It's actually not. They look extremely medical. They do not look like penises at Do they all.
0: look like the duck bills
1: that they used to give you? A, no, no, no.
0: A shmia? It's
1: a set of cylinders that almost look like a chemistry set. A test, test, tube. test tubes? Yes. They look like a set of test tubes that are in sizes that you get. So when my roommates in college were getting engaged, because that was very normal, so we're like 20, 19, 21, getting engaged, that's the first time that you go to gyno. You don't go to a gyno before then? No, because you don't... You're not supposed to. If that leads into a couple other conversations. Right, right. But, like, there's... But
0: why would you need to go to yeah. a gyno if yeah, you're yeah. not
1: sexually active? You're not sexually active, so you're huh. not really at risk for any of the things that they do encourage you to go to Well, a because you're also
0: not getting your period, so...
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a couple friends who were on birth control for their skin, and it's, like, something you you want to hide anyway my friends would go oftentimes you go to the byu doctor like it's connected to the school so everyone on staff is mormon you're mormon you show up you're saying i'm engaged and everyone's like i congratulations i'm so excited for you we need to prep your vagina so that you don't feel uncomfortable and so that he doesn't feel uncomfortable also here's a pamphlet that explained just how to approach pleasure you know
0: wow <laughs> honestly i I'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna pause you for a second because i wish someone had done this for me when i was a teen i wish someone had said yeah. we're going to prep your vagina so it didn't feel like fucking sandpaper ripping up my Oh, my, coochie. my
1: <laughs> sandpaper
0: sorry that's really
1: really well they tell you often and early that lube 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 see This is actually something that you're you're proud of that people should
0: take take away from that.
1: Well, it is nice to think that it is. There's an element of comprehensive, like you know, you're here for. We're talking about your reproductive organs, but we'll also talk about your sexual health and sexual sexuality includes your brain and your feelings, pleasure. Yeah, so it's pretty. That's
0: pretty pretty ahead ahead of its time.
1: It is, and you know what I learned from then and carried with me throughout is on that piece of paper it said, "Men are microwaves, women are ovens." So just always remember that, honey. And that foreplay is key. It's basically, be prepared to hate this for a year or so, but really lean into foreplay for you and uh, really stretch out your vagina for the first time since you guys are gonna have a lot of sex whether you like it or not on that first week. Oh my god. So it's kind of like your honeymoon, you're gonna get pounded out and it's <laughs> gonna be awful and he's gonna finish in seconds, it's not gonna be worth anything for you. So really emphasize on that oven heating, up, that preheating. You know, you're gonna want to preheat. You're gonna want that's wanna... actually
0: extremely astute. Yeah,
1: because the <laughs> men in this scenario are typically virgins as well. Obviously, virginity—the conversation for men is also dripping in shame in the Mormon church, but it's not not as much. Yeah. So, anyway, you get this <laughs> set of tubes, and my roommates would leave them in the shower typically, and that's when you're told to do it. And then you just kind of put your le- leg up on like a ledge. And you start with the smallest tube, width of a pen, exact width of a Sharpie. And oh. it's this tiny thing, but it's clear and plastic, looks like a test tube. And you put it up there, and you're meant to stretch the hymen. So you're supposed to do little circles, and you go Swirl. up and back, side to side, little swirls. Like a COVID test. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a, a COVID coochie. Wow. And you you start with that size, and then move your way up. This is getting me a little hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is so... Yeah.
1: I appreciate that. I do. I yeah, appreciate that. that's why that. I borrowed my roommate's dilators all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> that's so gross. Mm-hmm. So gross. gross. I was terrified of them. Obviously. You'd be terrified of anything vaginal. So, like, I'd see them in the, wow. in the shower and try not to make eye contact with them. Yeah, <laughs> like, try not to make eye contact with them. I'm not ready for you but yeah you get stretchers and so it's interesting to me it's so normal and it is part of the rite of passage of marriage which really is you know look at any culture but specifically mormon mormon culture you get your own home you get to finally have access to your vagina you get to like have access to your health it feels like it's all these things is come together
0: not just a sexual debut but a fucking well-rounded awakening. Exactly. I had penetrative vaginal sex with someone for the first time. He did consider himself a born-again virgin, which is very funny. I've never taken anyone's virginity, but I have taken, like, three people's born-again virginity, which I find to be hysterical.
1: Yeah. That's a great statistic. So this first time... Um, Where, this, are you hanging around Christian camps or something? And just being like, you want to walk in the wild Well, side? okay,
0: so one person's born-again virginity. Another person was, like, celibate for a really long time and, like, oh, broke it. his celibacy with me. So this first person, I didn't tell him that it was my first time because I was embarrassed about it. And it was not his technical first time, even though... <laughs> You know, I'm not mm-hmm. also like no judgment because I literally said in the beginning of this episode that it's ever people get to decide for themselves. But yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> he didn't know it was my first time, so I was really scared I was gonna like b- like bleed or or be like in excruciating pain and yeah. like he would know. Yeah. Um, I didn't. But I did bleed the second time because it I it was a massive dick. It's the second, second time. time. <laughs> and
1: different experience. Different experience. First of all, good for you. <laughs> second of all, funny <laughs> that your first experience was pretending not to be a virgin. Mine was the same. I was kind of like, let's see if anyone notices. And not, anyone I make bet it sound like it's a group. It wasn't. I bet too. they didn't. I they did not. So good enough. You think you can't good hide you. it? You can't. <laughs> so the,
0: the moral of this episode is pretend to be someone you're not. Because it's really embarrassing <laughs> to be a bird. No, the moral of this episode is lube, lube, lube. That's actually very true.
1: Because that is that's a that honestly is a very that's a Mormon cultural thing, just to come back to the Mormon Which culture. is so funny. Like you get lots of lube I, at your bridal shower and babe, uh, bachelorette sorry. not baby shower baby showers <laughs> baby-, <laughs> baby showers are not as sexy sorry i didn't mean to brush past that baby back. showers you talk about a lot of other vaginal stuff that's fucking
0: yeah awful. i don't like that i'm Very not ready for that scary. i want to just say one thing as the non mormon voice in this mm-hmm. podcast which is something that i'm really noticing is how like counterintuitive so many things are about the church. When you talk about the lingerie fashion shows mm-hmm. and the the dilators and the lube, like all of this stuff is, is something I really, really would not have expected. It's just really interesting to learn about it because you know what? Everything has many sides. Well, it's
1: also, the more, it's like anything in life. The more you resist something, the more it's a part of your everything. Yeah, totally. the forced opposition of any kind of sexual expression and any kind of sexual identity that isn't A, B, C, or D Mm -hmm. is the reason it means everything to everyone. Yeah. (laughs) And why, like, when you are able to express those things, it's full force bananas. Do you feel satisfied by my description of stretchers? Yeah. Good. I mean, I'm... I'm now. People just, ask me about them all the time They think it's so weird just like, And I can't tell if it's weird or not Because honestly I grew up being like Can't wait to get my set of stretchers <laughs> I mean I'm
0: picturing them like Russian dolls of dildos
1: Yeah That's There's what they n- are no penile shape It's like phallic the same way the Washington Monument is phallic. But
0: also like I have a dildo that's not Shaped exactly like a penis It's like a little Like a little bullet You know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh Anything we Does can do to separate from the penis, huh?
0: <gasps> We're moving to an island of
1: women. <laughs> just a feminine haven. Uh,
0: literally there's a book out there called How to Date Men When You Hate Men. Whoa. It's on my list. I have to read it. Oh. I'll report back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't hate men. You know what I mean? They've just done me dirty.
1: That's yeah. all. No, there's a reconciling that has to come. Mm-hmm. It's a it is you come full circle. I'm excited for your journey. Thanks. <laughs> I wish I
0: had something to report. I'm supposed to be the one that's out there getting my butt touched, but yeah. this whole pandemic thing is making it difficult. I am going on a date this week, though, so yes. we'll see how that goes, but you know, Love it's outdoors
1: Love and mask Well, you know, it starts there, mm-hmm. and then you build the trust, you get options. You get, There's COVID options. There sure are. There sure and- are. Even though I'm not in the dating world and don't have any fun stories. It sucks. It's like, I feel like I have to, like, ugh, like, honor his privacy or whatever. And so, like, I do have fun stories, but I have to, like, not talk about them. It's horseshit. Especially because you actually know, well, lots of people I know know Norm. So I can't well, walk yeah. around and be also, like, guess what this guy is it's about. It's pretty
0: funny because my friends who, like, they don't know his real name. hmm So I'll be like talking about, oh yeah, Sadie and her boyfriend. They'll be like, Norm. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Norm. Norm. I also really quickly want to say, I just remembered I had a really satisfying sex dream last night. Ooh. About a very hot man that um, I didn't recognize.
1: Ooh, even better.
0: We floated up into the air and like made out for a while.
1: Whoa, that is a very heightened (laughs) sexual dream. (laughs) Floating and flying, I think, are both sexual I don't, symbols and dreams. God, he was hot. Mm. Mm. A good dream really <laughs> will set you right. Yeah. Do you remember your first sexual dream?
0: My first sexual dream? Mm-hmm. I do Are talking not about remember. debuts? I definitely don't remember, but I do remember the first time I masturbated. Oh, I I remember it so vividly. Someone gave me in high school. Yeah, it was in high school wow, because that's like
1: actually later in life than most people I know, most women that I know. Because
0: I I didn't know that that was like something to do. All I knew is that I would slide down the banister and I felt like I had to pee and I was like
1: <laughs> I kind of like that.
0: But someone gave me a little vibrator as a gag gift, like oh. as a joke. Ha, ha,
1: ha, yeah. Ha, ha. Yeah,
0: she knew what she was doing. Yeah. And I like Put on the spring awakening soundtrack, <laughs> <laughs> and I used it and freaked the fuck out when I was finished. What? That was like amazing, but also I'm so confused. How? It, wow.
1: I hope my children trust like yeah. you. Putting on the spring awakening <laughs> soundtrack.
0: Is that really embarrassing? Should I not?
1: No, it just <laughs> is so coral of you. It's really sexy. <laughs>
0: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I am.
1: <laughs> My most people I know it's you talking about the first time they masturbated for women, it's like they're all six years old, eight years old. Yeah. Which in a yeah. human sexuality class I took, they did say that was very common for girls. I, I don't know why it took me so long. Babysat a girl who her family called it rocking because they mm-hmm. were trying not to make it too negative and I just had to follow this little six year old around go, Maisie, stop rocking can you stop rocking and it was like oh yeah you can do that in your room when you go to bed but i love not that.
0: just around the house there's i babysat one
1: little girl who
0: said do you ever um when you're watching like tv and movies and stuff and like you see people kiss like do you ever have to pee so bad <laughs>
1: that's so cute it was so
0: beautiful
1: that's so cute
0: it's like yes I, was like, I do know that feeling that's a very kind. normal feeling
1: <laughs> when sadie watches outlander she just needs to pee and pee i'm just <laughs> kidding I don't, I don't watch that show but it is like a, i do and it's that's an adult the case. sexy show i'm gonna google some sexy shows i feel like you know that's a recommendation I'd like. If any of our fans want to... If uh, Zoe, Lauren... <laughs> Taylor. Or Taylor. Have wanna, any suggestions? Yeah, about like a show that's sexy. Well, I guess Bridgerton, which I'm not into, but everyone's so into that.
0: Should we go into our little festive segment? It's been so long, Maddie. What is our closing segment? Well, should we, should we take it back to our origins with this one? Mm-hmm. Dry hump. Get sealed to take, take space, space from. from.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. What my are mind, options?
0: my mind just went straight to the small, medium, and large dilators. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Okay, but so I'm
1: talking about dilator size.
0: But I feel like that's just like a little too easy.
1: So I, well, what are is it though? Why don't we try it? Okay, I'm gonna dry hump <laughs> the largest dilator. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're gonna. Get sealed to the medium. Yeah, it <laughs> takes space from the tiny.
0: Yeah, well, only listen. No shame. we it, the sizes, but if it's the size of a pen. I mean,
1: it's, it's the size of a it's, derby It's gotta go. Yeah. Well, okay, great. <laughs> so we both. I wonder if there's any differing opinion on that. Actually, I know some some men and women who are both who are size queens. So I imagine I mean, some people might reverse this order. That, yeah. There's options. Okay, give me one more. What's another get to Okay, okay, okay. Onion, garlic, shallots. <laughs> oh. I'm just looking <laughs> around our house. God. Onion, garlic, and shallots? I'm going to take any trio you give me and answer it sincerely. Yeah, so, okay. Fair. I'm taking it very seriously. Okay. Okay. So, we are going to... Onion, garlic, and shallots. <laughs> I love shallots, too. Okay, I'm going to for sure get sealed to garlic. That's just a Mm -hmm. off the bat. I'm Italian. It's like a thing. You gotta get Mm -hmm. sealed to garlic. I'm going to take space from peacefully and respectfully onion, and I'm going to dry hump shallots. I'm going to dry hump shallots. Mm -hmm. Should we add a
0: little fourth nugget to heavy, pe- heavy pet? Heavy pet?
1: Ooh, that's like,
0: very complicated. Up for interpretation. Just heavy
1: petting. That could, like, kind of mean, like, it could mean <laughs> fuck off. It could also mean come here, come hither. hmm We don't know. That I think it, I'm going to
0: take with me into, m- like, just moving through the world yeah. as a...
1: This life and the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavy petting, yeah. I'm googling it. (laughs) Heavy petting, erotic contact between two people involving stimulation of the genitals but stopping short of intercourse. Wow, that actually is very specific. Yeah, but also very vague. Yeah, no, you're stimulating (laughs) the genitals and not having intercourse. Okay, so it's the definition of like
0: second, third base. Yeah, it's but like also an OTP what is third base. that's true. So, also an OTPHJ, I feel like mm-hmm. is heavy petting. Heavy petting is just dry
1: humping with the hands. So dry humping is considered mutual masturbation. It's different. Okay, so so heavy petting heavy would petting be a
0: one-sided hands. dry hump
1: with your hands. That sounds about right. <laughs> I'll call, let's call my dentist and see what he says. (laughs) Oh, the uh, next question under Google is, is heavy petting a sin? uh, Heavy petting is a sin. Who said this? To our six fans,
0: I don't think it's a sin.
1: Heavy petting is not a sin. Heavy petting, heavy petting is for you and it's for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already imagining a shirt that just says heavy petting is for you and it's for me. Well, I'm pretty sure that's our first
0: merch item. Heavy pet
1: this <laughs> Bishop for Zoe to buy? Zoe. And Lauren and Taylor. <laughs> Come
0: on. Uh. I'm literally writing it down. Okay, I think it's time. Thank you to all of the fans. The listeners, no, actually. actually the same
1: fan. Thank you to all the listeners. I yeah. Appreciate you. I hope you feel entertained maybe stimulated (laughs) also hope that if anyone here is any connection to a devout religion and feels any kind of comfort or catharsis or confusion i'm glad you're here or come refreshments will
0: be served in the cultural hall
1: (laughs) now go touch yourselves (laughs) we switched signups it's a new dawn
0: baby (laughs) The Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. Original music by Madeline
1: Sharton. Produced by Shannon Egan. Please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast Or visit our website at missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org.